You're listening to The Iron Show with Johnny McMahon. We're proud to have The Iron Show right here on Fringe Radio Network. That's FringeRadioNetwork.com. John, me, McManon, to deliver my demands unto the people of the earth. We, the citizens of the moon that is made of mozzarella, have our demands. You will buy what you call the date of November the 13th. 2012, deliver unto the Lunar Observatory at Los Lunas all of your Cheetos. We know that this magical formula that you have for the Cheetos produces everlasting life. We not only demand the delivery of all Cheetos to Los Lunas Lunar Observatory. We demand the universal copyright to be able to sell Cheetos unto the rest of the citizens of the Milky Way. If you do not meet our demands, we will alter the course, the orbit of our planet to fall along the solar ecliptic perfectly. This will produce both a solar and lunar eclipse on a daily basis. I understand the gravity of this threat. <laughs> If you would like the details of the awesome, detrimental, and most deadly effects of this, please contact Matthew Miller of the End Time Tribune for the details. By the way, he's the one that gave us the said calculations and formulae to perform said event. Knowing that you have no hope, we understand there will be no need for debate. You will deliver unto us both the Cheetos and the secret formula and the copyright. You will meet these demands or enter into thy doom. <laughs> this is end of message. 
we will return you to your broadcast. <laughs> Moon Man Alpha Alk. Oh, yes. Oh, it's so nice to be here with you for... Final installment on the mind of Matthew Miller. Part three. All right. Yeah, I thought I'd come in here and uh, nail down, uh, nail down a live edit. Some, it's something I've tried uh, in the past, and uh, I just thought, hey, I'm gonna do it again. I was just dying to go live. And uh, who knows who might show up. We might bring Rick in here. Or, you know, anybody who wants to uh, come in and hang out with me while I'm doing the live edit of uh, Iron Show 43, The Mind of Matthew Miller Part 3. Available at ironshow.com when it's done. Could uh, get a hold of me on Skype. And uh, to do that, I am the-iron-show. Yes, my Skype address is the-iron-show. You can Skype in here with me and hang out while I do this live edit. And uh, it's the way it's going to roll tonight. So I am going to play for you. I'm going to play for you the the, uh, very beginning of Iron Show 43, The Mind of Matthew Miller, Part 3 right now. And you can hang out with me as I edit the uh, the show. Uh, boy, we could do a whole week of shows right here in this verse because I can tell you, oh my goodness, uh, well, there's. Would you there's, say that because of that, it's um, trying to tell you? Well, it's not trying to tell you, but it's telling you that it's split in two pieces. It is telling you that it is cracked open, just like I talked about earlier about uh, that's why probably uh, there is a skull on the bottom to the anti-pool to the Temple Mount because mechanically speaking, when these things take place, Johnny, um, because our fat spot is in the wrong place okay? because we're going to start spinning at a different place, uh, the only way that mechanically the earth can absorb that expansion is to crack. Ah, it won't just uh, it won't just kind of lumpily uh, just no. kind of uh, move around like a glob. It'll actually it'll break. It'll break it because of that. It'll break. Now and I want to ex- I want to explain that to the listener what what Matthew's talking about and uh, what the, what he's talking about is um, I believe it was in the 30s or the 50s, uh, the scientist came up with the concept of the crustal slippage. And what that is, is like imagine the earth as an orange. Now, imagine the crust of the earth as the orange peel. Okay, now as it's spinning, the centrifugal force makes the orange fatter Towards the middle, it bulges out, and it bulges out around 10, 15 miles higher than the rest of the Earth. Okay, now as now imagine that orange with the peel around it as the crust of the Earth. Imagine the inside of the orange staying solid in one place, 
but somehow you're able to get in there with little tiny scissors and disconnect the, the peel of the orange from the actual orange so that the orange peel can slip into, you know, slip and rotate around the uh, inner orange. If the orange peel is completely loose from the inner orange to where you could maybe stick a pin in that inner orange and slip the crust or slip the peel around, that's what Matthew's talking about. He is talking about, it's, I call it the orange peel effect, where the middle of the earth stays in one place, but the crust completely slips. So you would have Texas uh, slipping up to the North Pole, and every, every other part of the earth would be moving too. I mean, the whole earth would literally move, and like Texas would go up to the North Pole, and uh, Siberia would be down in the tropics. And what happens then? That's fine, you say. But what happens then is that what about that equatorial bulge from the centrifugal? force of the earth spinning so when the crust of the earth slips rotates into a new place that bulge is going to bulge in a completely new place uh let's say that mexico falls on that bulge and or south america falls on that bolt that new bulge and then you have um, mountains rising up 10 miles. And in other places that have gone north, you have mountains sinking down into the earth 10 miles. So you have absolutely everything moving on the earth. Things sinking. For mountains sinking to become the bottom of seas in an instant. Just like he said. Right? Just like the Lord said, yeah. Just like the Lord said. That's, you know, I wanted the listener to really understand what you're talking about. I wanted to try to articulate that the best I could. And, you know, that's that's a huge problem when the crusts of the earth slips and that bulge bulges in a new place. And the places that were high become low and the places that were low become high. I'm going to tell you what. You're going to have the most horrible worldwide earthquake that you can possibly imagine, just like the right. Lord, just like the Lord said right here, right? That's exactly correct. That's why this event's going to start like a vibration that gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. That's that's how he's able to catch everybody uh, outside. Okay, just like he said, uh, when this is over, they cry out, "Man, I wish I was in that cave so it could have fell down on top of me and killed me." Okay, right. this is part. <laughs> This is this is part and parcel with they will long to die, but death will flee from them. Now, everybody needs to understand that that when the bulge goes to the new spot, uh, we're not an orange peel. We have uh, uh, we have limestone, so it's going to have to split. The only place that can occur in order for us to survive that event is going to have to be underneath what you call the Pacific Ocean. Okay, if it was to split uh, like that uh, on the earth, let's say uh, through the United States of America, just the escapage of the ash and the gas would suffocate us all. So what God's encoded to you here, and uh, just understand that this event is going to happen, and really it can o- the only safe place that God can do this without exterminating us all is in the depths of of a very large ocean. That's why when you go to the Antipode, to the Temple Mount, and look at it, you plainly see a skull there. I mean, it's really plain to see. Um, but we also need to understand that the reason why God gave you three sets here, he gave you the earth, and then three sets of words used twice, he's telling you the alpha and the omega. 
Okay, he's also telling you that. He's also encoding to you that it will be during this crux of time that, uh, well, what the rabbis know to be that time when uh, the Spirit is poured out on all flesh, because during this time, it will be made manifest, literally, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's why he used three sets of, of double words there. In one shadow, it means Alpha and Omega. That's why I used them twice, twice, and then twice. Okay, so mechanically speaking, there's so many things here that is both, well, as Johnny stated earlier, literal, but also a little bit deeper down, it is spiritual. And right. there's three layers or more to these verses, right? That's right. So uh, this verse we just read, that's, that's uh, you could do a whole series on just the three phrases that he uses here. Um, just amazing stuff. But uh, hey, let's, uh, let's drive on, I guess. Yeah, now this really kind of uh, explains, you know, the what the experience is going to be like. This kind of ex- this verse twenty four twenty Isaiah twenty four twenty really kind of uh, tells you the mechanics of it. It says, "The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall." And it shall not rise again. Well, uh, most importantly, we need to understand that what he just told us, that you're going back to the days of Noah. Uh, that's what he just told you. What, what you know to be north and south, that's not going to work anymore. No. Uh, we're going to go to a place where mechanically this globe that you're on is perfect. Its magnetic field will line up perfectly with the sun's magnetic field. It will line up perfectly with the magnetic field that is the Milky Way galaxy. It will line up perfect with the magnetic field of the entire universe. When that happens, believe me, um, you will long to die and it will not be afforded unto you. Okay. Now, this destruction, is that actually a good thing when you say it lines up, everything lines up perfectly? Is that only a bad thing, or does it result in the final result? Does the res- does the final result uh, is is the final result of everything perfectly lining up a good thing? Well, Johnny, let me tell you something, buddy. <laughs> we we've talked about in this episode about well, time and space, and you need to understand that when this event happens, this facilitates. The coming of the king. And when this event happens, you will be able to gaze into the heavens and see the sign of the Son of Man as he approaches. Amen. And New Jerusalem. That, that, that's right. A New Jerusalem will come down oh. because, because, as we just stated, the axes will be perfectly aligned. Okay? So it's bad because it will open up the shaft. That is the abyss. It will do that. But it will also mechanically, physically, pave the way for the Lord Jesus Christ to come down from heaven so that his foot strikes the Mount of Olives. Okay, so yes, it's, it's, it's bad, but 
yes, it's also very good. Yes. It's kind of like uh, going into surgery and having them completely tear you apart in order to fix you. Right. Well, let me tell everybody this. I'm, uh, I'm not going to get into it right now, but if you understand what is encoded in the Bible concerning the time of this time, and you already know that his reign is going to be a thousand years, you can literally calculate from the day of the great earthquake to when Jesus' foot will strike down. You'll be able to calculate the exact time when the Father ascends from heaven after Jesus' reign and sets up his throne here on earth. Yeah, when, it says, able- you, when it says you won't know the day or the hour, that's when Jesus is – that's talking about Jesus coming back. But you're talking about after Jesus is already reigning that God, right. that the God the Father will return. You can calculate that. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So before, okay, us in this time right now, you can't calculate it. But, uh, well, after the day of the great earthquake and after everything gets settled into where it's going to be, which, by the way, so everybody knows, the time between the great earthquake and when we settle in and everything is – you know, there, the, we stop wobbling and all that, that duration is known in the scriptures as 10 days. Ah, so this this isn't going to happen like in an hour, like I've always thought, just kind of almost instant. It'll happen over a period of a week and a half or something? Well, uh, understand this, Johnny, that as we start to wobble and spin at different rates of speed, you're going to look at your watch and you're going to say, man, that hour just seemed like a whole day. And we already experience that now. I mean, right? Well, right. I've always, I've always thought that, um, that uh, you know, space time really time, uh, the time continuum isn't really all that constant. And we, in our, um, you know, in our mind and spirit and body, when something takes, seems like it took forever. I think that perhaps maybe we're perceiving a shift in time space. That's right, and uh, whenever this event happens, as we're wobbling and all that stuff, uh, time is not going to make any sense. Uh, so, it's going to get really bad. It's not like you know right. Monday, you know, reporting for work on Monday, and then after the shift is over, you're like, man, <clears throat> I felt like I've been here for a week. <laughs> yeah, it'll be really bad. It'll then, be a during, lot worse during, than that. Oh yeah, 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 a lot worse than that, Johnny. Wow. So uh, our, you know, our percept, actually, the continuum, the time-space continuum that we're in really is dependent on the Earth's uh, gravity and rotation and speed around the sun, uh, yep. speed through the expansion of the universe. Uh, it's yep. really all dependent on that. And if that changes, oh, we'll have a real problem with time-space, right? It'll start getting really weird. You'll yeah, really weird. That's that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's why uh the Lord Jesus Christ uh he, he translates he, he gives you ten days and when you look up uh that cycle you realize that he that also is synonymous with the ten times that we tested him in the wilderness. We also understand that that directly relates to uh the Hebrew children in the book of Daniel 
uh, that they ate their own food for 10 days and they come out looking better. Uh, that's God's way of telling you that the best way I can translate this period of time to you is by just saying 10 days. But it, it, it one day might seem like it's a year long and the very next day might seem like it's 30 seconds long. Wow. Okay, that's, that's how he's did it for you so you would know. You know, I was hanging out with King Wells on uh, a live iron show back in history. And, uh, man, I love you, King. I love King Wells. He's like, you do too. You're a friend of his too. Hey, man, King is good stuff right oh, there. That's, that's good stuff right there, yeah. And King said, you know, he was going, you know, Jesus said, unless those days be short and no flesh would have been saved. He's talking right. about right in Matthew 24. And he, mm -hmm. King says, you know, I've kind of been wondering if uh, if that, you know, you know, most people think that uh, uh, Jesus is going to come down and kind of put an end to it uh, the, so that there's at least some people left. But King said, I'm starting to wonder if maybe when Jesus said the days will be shortened, he literally meant it. Like the days uh, get shorter. Yes, that's why the Lord uh, tells us that one-third of the day and one-third of the night is struck. Uh, ah. King, uh, King is correct really? in his assumption. Oh, yes. Wow. Uh, using and being able to plot what the Old Testament prophecies say, like I said, it is through these machinations, through these highly technical details that God has given to us that you can calculate – <laughs> Once we go back to normal, exactly when Jesus will come back. If you were one of the bad guys and Jesus shortened the days, would you say that you probably couldn't get as much evil done in one day as you used to? Uh, definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that would slow you down, right? If you were bent well, on destruction, having Jesus shorten the days would kind of slow down your progress? Well, this is also how he catches them in a snare. Ah... We're, we're about ready to read about that. Well, we already made reference to it once, but uh, here in the next few verses, he makes it perfectly clear to you. Because mechanically speaking, okay, the bad boys come down Jacob's ladder, but then he kicks us off our axis, and mechanically they're locked here in the flesh. They cannot ascend Jacob's ladder anymore. Oh, they're transmuted into flesh? Cool, they're transmuted. That is a cool term. Yeah, 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 they're transmuted, man. So the heavenly host become flesh with terrible limitations like we have. He... Well, I shouldn't and say... And a it. terrible attitude, too. It's like my review at work. Boss says, wow, man, you you know, your performance is great. You're on time. You get the jobs done fast. You move from one job right to the next. Uh, you know, I haven't got any real problems. Uh, you know, he goes, uh, you talk a little too much. But Matthew Miller knows that. I said, boss, what, what about my attitude? He goes, what do you mean? Oh, you didn't write anything my attitude, about my attitude. My attitude sucks. <laughs> Oh, no. The truth just, at full volume. Ah, uh, man, no. I was just joking with him. I, As a Christian, we are called in our daily work to uh, serve the Lord. You know, we're not working for that company. We're working for Jesus. That's and right. Uh, need... So no matter what you do, 
you are a positive injection into those mechanics. Right. Okay. So you anyway. come to be as a blessing um, when everybody else is, is – well, look at it as a battery. When everybody else is having a bad day and they're the negative, you come in as a positive and illuminate their light. Amen. 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 Hallelujah, amen. That's right. You got no business being a sourpuss in the front of the heathen. That's right. Don't you're do that. you're not the negative, you are the positive. Right. You have to be that source of light that the heathen is drawn to. That's right. I should say the unbeliever, the heathen sounds pretty extreme. I just like that word, especially when old southern gospel preachers say it. The heathen, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a cool word. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high and the kings on the earth upon the earth. Um, now, the host of the high, he's talking about heavenly host? That's right. That's why he used that word twice. Oh. You see that? Wait a minute. That is, yeah. shall uh, come to pass on that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high. So that's you're right. saying he said it twice there for what reason? Right. It's a host of heaven on high. Those two words put together only mean what you know to be uh, angels. Ah. Yeah. That's right. Wow. And so he's going to punish them, and that's what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about them um, being transmuted. Into and he's, he's getting ready to tell you all about it in the, in the next verse. Okay, and the next verse says, And they shall be gathered together. Prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in prison. And after many days, they shall be visited. Ah, oh, so, okay. So they shall be gathered together, prisoners that are gathered in the pit, mm-hmm. and shall be shut up in prison. And after many days, they shall be visited. So these heavenly hosts, these angels, are turned transmuted into flesh, basically. And because right. of that, now they can be within the bonds of our physical reality. They can be imprisoned. It's not like they can slip right through a wall anymore, right? And more importantly, they can't go back up Jacob's ladder. They're caught here in a trap. Ah, truly fallen. And, truly fallen. That's right. There, there's references to this day when, well, it's said uh, that they will die like men. The Lord threatens them. He says, behold. Uh, that's what that is. That's, right, a reference, get, that's a reference to Psalm 82. Yes, it is. The book of Asaph. Very oh good. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. That's right. It's, exa- it's exactly what it's talking about. Whoa. When I get around Matthew Miller, things happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the Holy Spirit there, man. I, had no, I have no idea how I came up with that one. Whoa. <laughs> well, let's read the next one. Okay, and now, now, okay, now I gotta, I gotta tell you, everybody, that uh, if you listen to Iron Show Seven, Iron Show Twenty Eight and Twenty Nine with Peter Goodgame, uh, after we got done recording Iron Show Seven, uh, I sat there uh, for about two hours and just cried. I was just overcome with emotion, and uh, basically, Peter Goodgame was uh, exceedingly. Uh, excelling in head knowledge. He had become an authority on the Antichrist, an authority on the Word. He really, you know, really had a lot of head knowledge. And all of a sudden, he had an emotional 
uh, a heart knowledge that was imparted to him. He really felt love for Jesus so deeply that he went off in another direction to heal people. He got involved in the healing ministries. And uh, I got to tell you that um, Peter Goodgame said that if you just have head knowledge, you are, you're missing out because part of it, a, a good part of it is heart knowledge. And so if this stuff isn't hitting you emotionally, you may be um, needing to ask God to soften your heart. And I don't know if I can read this verse without crying. Uh, um, Isaiah, well, t- Isaiah 24, 23, but I'll, I'll try. Um, then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem before his ancients gloriously. Amen. Well, that gets me, man. I, I don't know why that gets me so bad. Well, this verse right here, everybody needs to understand what he, uh, you know, Mount Zion, that event that he's talking about here is when, well, his elders that he just mentioned there is a very particular, that's when they replace the fallen. Okay, you know them to be um, what's mentioned in the book of Revelation. Um, they go up to Mount Zion. They take up the place. That's because, well, if the host of heaven fall, a portion of them, this is when God replaces them with that number. And uh, this is a glorious day indeed. Unfortunately, like me and Johnny was saying before, it's also a very bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the end of this verse is really beautiful beyond belief and hits yes, me in, with such emotion. Uh, just that, just finally, you know, God is ruling before his ancients gloriously. I mean, that's right. That's so, that's the most beautiful thing in the world. Um, Amen. That is the most me. beautiful thing in the world. In the universe. Yep. But uh, before that, we got problems. This, the, then the moon shall be confounded and the sun right. ashamed. So we're going to have right. the, the moon is going to move, maybe. Well, right? let's, let's talk about symbiotic relationships. Okay? Ah, yeah. Moon. When you, well, imagine this. Everybody knows. Mechanically speaking, when there is a lunar eclipse, the moon turns blood red. Understand that when we go back to the days of Noah, um, there's going to be both a solar and lunar eclipse every single day. Every single day. When we go back up to a perfect zero degree axis, the moon will settle in an orbit directly around our equator… And every time they pass, okay, the moon will always pass between us and the sun, and the mo- and the earth will always pass between the sun and the moon. Understand that. You're talking wow, about. Wow, you just opened my eyes. Um, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Just what you said. Um, the sun is shamed. Right. That's a solar eclipse every day. Every, every day, day the sun is. Blocked out. It's ashamed, right? That's every, what you're saying. Every single day. Whoa. Now, is this forever, or is this um, something that just happens in the process of it? 
No, it is for the duration. Really? So it's a good thing. Yeah, it's an, a, another. It, it's another example of a good thing, bad thing. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Amen. Amen. Because that's going to be a problem. You, you got the moon, and you know, well, the moon doesn't really have to move. We just have to move in relation to it. But maybe it does move one or the other, but uh, or both. But uh, if it's in 